There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Bailey. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning Bailey. Welcome to Jeff Hello. and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you? I am doing well. I was in the shower and I was listening and I heard the Dracula tickets for the prize and I was so excited. So I tried to call and look, I got through. And look at you. Meant to I be. know. You're standing with the yeah. towel wrapped around you Do you need you right a moment now? to grab a towel? <laughs> no, I mean, that, that was a solid like 10 minutes ago. So oh, I mean, I was gotcha. on my way out anyway. Okay. okay, good. Good. All right. So here we go. Which one is it, Bailey? We're on a time crunch. Is it A, a guy got kicked off a plane for loudly farting to annoy people? Is it B, a woman got kicked out of a five-star restaurant for hawking loogies into their fancy napkins? Or C, man asked to leave Applebee's after removing his shoes and pouring beer on his bare feet? Oh, God. Uh, I actually don't know, but I'm going to guess C. C? No, it's not C. Ah, darn. Okay. It's the farter. Zay. Oh, my I God, was going to say that, but yes. I was like, that can't be real. I know. <laughs> now, the best comment we saw about this online was the plane ran into some unexpected flatulence. <laughs> Someone on Reddit posted a crazy story about something that supposedly happened on an American Airlines flight from Phoenix to Austin last week. The plane was still at the gate when the person noticed a disgruntled passenger. Okay. They described as, as maybe hungover. Everyone had just boarded. And the guy was already arguing with another passenger and then suddenly the guy said, oh, you thought that was rude? Well, how about this? And he loudly passed gas. What's now, if me? I'm in an argument with someone and that's their response, <laughs> I, I'm going to just, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to laugh. Yeah, I'm yeah. just. They win. Just, yes. They win. I cannot top that. Yeah. Uh, the person who posted about it referred to him as fart man. So we're going to follow oh, his God. lead here. But anyway, they say that Fartman started complaining about the smell of some food another passenger brought on board. So someone told him to uh, knock it down a notch. Take it down. And a notch. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Fartman called them low class. <laughs> uh, they fired back with, well, you're back here in economy with the rest of us. <laughs> At that point, a flight attendant stepped in and said, all right, everyone, that's enough. Uh, and the plane started taxiing. Everybody settled down. It was quiet. 
This is the part where I usually doze off when the plane is taxiing before it even takes off. Yeah. It's just that long we're taxiing we're getting in line we're waiting for our turn uh-huh. minutes later the plane stops the pilot comes over the loudspeaker and said ladies and gentlemen we gotta head back to the gate they kicked fart man off the plane <laughs> oh man yeah <laughs> he's in trouble so he Could left you imagine how mad you would be too right he left without causing another scene, but the person who posted about it said everyone was relieved that he wouldn't be on the flight and that the airline handled it very well. They were only delayed about 30 minutes. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not terrible. Yeah. So if there's anyone in the airline industry who maybe has worked as a flight attendant or a pilot you know, for one of the major carriers, I would be curious. Is there some kind of penalty if they're late? Because I'm trying to think of the airline. I can't remember if it was SAS, uh, Scandinavian Airlines we flew, if it was KLM, Air France, or one of them. I had read somewhere that if they're late, they don't get paid. Oh, really? Yeah, which I think, like, it's bad enough that they don't get paid until the plane starts moving mm-hmm. until like the doors are closed and the plane starts moving. So all that prep work they don't get paid for, which I think is so messed up. That is mm-hmm. messed up. That, that that whole system they have for compensating their flight attendants. Why would they not get right. paid if they're late? Like yeah. that's, that's, I, I, I mean, wonder if that's like a European union thing yeah. as an incentive to make sure make airlines, you know, right. Don't yeah, mess around. Weather and stuff like that that's not Things that are control. out of their control. Yeah. Right. And I, I could be wrong about that, but that's why I'm putting it out there. If someone who actually works in the industry and is aware and is up on these things, nice. you know, maybe shoot us a Facebook message or a, yeah, or an email and let us know. Because I'd be curious. Yeah. You know, Ugh. to see. I just, that's just one of, that's one of those jobs I could just never do. I could never be a flight attendant. Well, and never, they get paid ever, next ever, to ever, nothing. Ever, I don't think they get ever. paid a lot of money, do they? Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It the has to be worth it. What they put up with? Yeah, it has to be worth their while some, somewhere been because in it for a people long do time it. And are making all right money. They doing okay? You just got to hang in long enough and probably most people don't want to do that. Just like radio. Yeah. Well, plus <laughs> I think it's one of those things too where you want to. See the world, yeah. and it's a great way to do that. Like there was a girl that they used get a to, lot of travel perks. Yeah, there was a girl, uh, Cassidy, who used to work here in our promotions department. She left and became a flight attendant, and I love following where she is. Like mm-hmm. she'll be, you know, she'll have like a three three night stay, overnight stay in Paris or something, but she'll travel all over Europe. Yeah. in those three days, wow, yeah. stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Speaking of flying, Frontier Airlines is adding nonstop flights to and from CBG to New York and Minneapolis. Uh, New York City flights begin April 10th, and you'll be able to fly to New York on Frontier daily. Wow, really? Yes, also flights to Minneapolis begin May 16th and will be offered three times a week. That's exciting. Uh Uh, This and the heel. Oh, and they got $19 fares. Available for those flights, and tickets must be purchased by midnight, January 25th. So 11.59, I assume that's p.m. Eastern Time on January 25th. Uh, Fares are available for nonstop flights on Monday through Thursday and Saturday through June 5th of 2024. Tickets must be bought 14 days in advance. Round-trip purchase is not required. That would be fun to just, you know, 
look at the flights and be like, hey, you guys want to go to New York today? Let's roll. Let's go yeah, up and have no some kidding. pizza and come back. That sounds like fun. I mean, right? Yeah, it's all part of, um, you know, Frontier's effort to, like, increase their presence at CBG. Uh, they're building that maintenance hub, I guess, and facility for, you know, their employees to work out of. So mm-hmm. feels like they're further entrenching themselves in Cincinnati, which is good. That only means that there are probably more nonstop flights to come. Very cool. Yep. Maybe to L.A., Jen. Maybe. I know. I, <laughs> I had know. that thought. Jen's trying, trying to, book, to a book a flight to Los Angeles. And, like, leave it to Jen to leave on, like, the one day that they don't, the, you can't find a nonstop flight to L.A. Right. Well, now I don't like the flights I did choose because the on the way home, coming from Chicago to here, it's a small plane. There's only, like, 23 rows and only four seats in each row. That's a little plane. Easy on, easy off. Uh, yeah, but the, 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 the. yeah, but it's here to Chicago. <laughs> That's like going it's not very far. You know, it doesn't even really get to th- what is it, thirty six thousand feet, right? Don't you just kind of stay around twenty? I just don't know. It's, it's I I've, love the small planes, but yeah. I'm not a large man. I know. I know for big dudes, it's not always the best. Yeah, I've taken that flight before. It, it's so fast, you won't even realize won't that even you're in a small it. plane. Correct. Just put in your earbuds. Flip on a show and you'll be good to go. And just be fine. Yeah. yeah. Take a deep breath. You're really good at breathing. <laughs> I am good at breathing when I think about it. Right? <sighs> <sighs> so earlier this month, we had a list of predictions about 2024 that were made in 1924, mm-hmm. 100 years ago. And more of those are making the rounds online. Ten other things that people thought that we would see by now. These are people in 1924 predicting what life would be like in the world in 2024. I love these. These are fun. Some were serious predictions and fairly spot on, but Mm -hmm. some some were also not so good. Uh, Beds, they predicted that beds would have the ability to launch kids up and onto their feet in the morning. And then a flying bus would pick them up and get them to school in two minutes flat. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't you love to be the person working the button that flings your kid out of bed in the morning? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't quite pan out the way they thought. Uh, Another prediction from 1924 said that by 2024, the muscles in our legs would have atrophied from never being used, all thanks to the invention of cars. Oh. Yeah, that's like what they say about living in space. You know, think of the muscular atrophy. Yeah. That you'd experience. True. Um, You'd have to work out all the time just to stay ahead of it, I would think. Right? Yeah. Traveling to other planets would be easy and common. They compared it to crossing the Atlantic Ocean in 1924. Mm -hmm. We're getting there. Right. Flying clothing. How about this? Someone predicted we'd all be basically wearing suits that made us fly everywhere. God, that'd be cool, too. (laughs) Now, I'd want to flow, but at a very, I mean, I don't want to fly high. If I'm just wearing a suit that allows me to fly, I want to fly just a few feet off the ground. I don't want to be, you know, 100 feet in the air and flying. I hear you. You want to hover? Like like just just enough to leave the ground, but not not so high you can't make it through the door. Right. Would you fly from here to L.A.? Yourself? Oh, that might be a bit far. Better bundle up. (laughs) It might take yeah. The Chicago flight I can handle on my own, but not the LA. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, no, someone actually predicted that we'd be all wearing suits that made us fly everywhere. Jetpacks, of course, exist now. They're just not all that common, but we're not quite flying clothing yet. Uh, another one is that concerts would be happening remotely. This one did happen. They predicted that bands wouldn't have to tour if they didn't want to, that their live performances could reach people right at home. And yeah. while they may not have known the means in which that would be accomplished, it happened. Sure. Uh, they also predicted in 1924 that by now, 100 years later, we would have run out of diamonds. Mm. The jewelers thought there wouldn't be any left and that we'd be making synthetic gems out of sugar. Well, we have not run out yet, but synthetic diamonds are a big business now. Mm -hmm. uh, New York City. The prediction was that New York City would have 30 million people by 2024 and Canada would have 100 million. But the real numbers are actually around 8 million in New York and 40 million in Canada. And I also read somewhere that like 95% of the population in Canada live within 100 miles oh, of yeah. the U.S. border. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. I still have Banff on my list, you guys. Hell, yeah. I've been talking to you a little bit about it off the air, but since you brought up Canada, every time I hear about it, I feel like it's another sign that I'm supposed to go. Sure. Yeah, you haven't booked anything for that yet, have you? No, but I did book the Niagara Falls trip. But while I was doing my research on Niagara Falls, I think because I was looking at Canada, all this stuff for Banff keeps coming up. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're going to get uh, bombarded. Lake Louise, that's where I need to go. I don't know why it's calling me there, but it is. Okay, this is crazy. In 1924, they predicted that by 2024, radios would be extinct. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, that didn't happen. There you go. Well, actual, Thank goodness. Maybe they meant like actual radios. Like people are now listening on other devices, you know? Maybe the physical that, radio. The yeah. physical radio. But every time when you think of all the technological advancements like television, they said, oh, that's the end of radio. I meant to show. Everything has been the end of radio. I forgot to text. Video killed the radio star, Jeff. Yep. I forgot you to know? text this. I was going to text this yesterday to Tim and Jeff. So yesterday I had to go to the dentist and my dad works close to my dentist. So I just popped by and was like, hey, dad, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Look at this old school radio that he listens. Is it a boombox? Oh, it is like, oh, yeah. I don't even know what it's like. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a desktop. He like was a shelf system. Yeah, like a shelf With system. removable speakers. Yeah. yeah. Removable speakers. And it had like a, yeah. a three CD disc changer at the top. Right. And it sounded horrible. Like it had all this static. I'm like, what are you listening to? So he was like, you know, for my birthday, I could maybe get one of those Alexas and I could just tell it that I want to listen to you guys. That's funny. <laughs> I was like, huh. sold. Yeah, I think radio survived television. Yeah. Uh, survive satellite. What else did we survive? We survived the internet. You know, we've, we've had to adapt. Oh, yeah. Well, now we're on the internet. Well, they put those. And the radio. Research out every year. Like how many Americans listen to the radio every day? And it's always close to 90%. Yeah. yeah. Which is. Podcasts we thought. More than any know. other thing out yep. there. Right. Uh, in 1924, people predicted then that men would finally stop wearing corsets. Uh, Could you? I can't picture either one of you two in a corset. Can you? Well, evidently, girls oh, in corsets God. were somewhat common for men in 1924. That may explain why, like, in all the photos from back in those days, you know, men are, like, their posture is impeccable. Oh, yeah. And they look they like had they're no in choice. pain. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nobody looked comfortable. Well, I, I think they, no one smiled because they, like the photo itself took a longer. Like yeah, they, they couldn't move. Right. They had to stay like still. Like the shutter was open for a long time mm. in order for it to make the impression, I guess, on the film. And so they had to hold completely still for a long period of time. And I guess that's where girdles and corsets were helpful. Uh-huh. But uh, no, we don't wear those anymore. Although we do have compression garments like Spanx and things like that. Oh, boy, do we. Yeah. Lots of them. So, anyway, I always find those to be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like, where will we be 100 years from now? <laughs> this is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So, Megan Mitchell. <laughs> Hi, Megan. <laughs> Welcome home. Megan Mitchell. I should say News 5's Megan Mitchell so that... You know, in case you don't watch that channel. <laughs> Although I don't know there. why you wouldn't. <laughs> right. Uh, Megan Mitchell went away for about a year to work to take a job in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> and here she is back a year later. How long did you work here before you left? Uh, six and a half years. Six okay. and a half years, Tim. I mean, I'm just looking at everyone because <laughs> I sat in this very same seat exactly a year ago yeah. in one month and was like, Bye, see you never. <laughs> and here we are again. Yeah. Now, for the benefit of every, for people who don't know you, you're an anchor and reporter on yes, Channel 5. Channel 5. And we can watch you when? So every morning, I'm now weekdays. I know a lot of people had watched the weekend show for, you know, the six and a half years I was on that. And that's a, that's a marathon of a show. It's like eight hours per weekend. This is like, you got to get up early. We're going to start your day and we're going to start it right. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you had been doing that for about six and a half years here in Cincinnati. You're originally from Connecticut? Originally from Connecticut. Random. Yeah. So did you always want to get into television? I would say since I was a freshman in high school. So it wasn't like I was the third grader writing like, oh, I want to be on TV. But once I really kind of examined, okay, what am I kind of good at? And it was talking to people, writing. I loved editing video. It was like, this all seems like it fits. Yeah, this could be my thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Were you a naturally born performer? I would say. Were you say, in the drama club and stuff and chorus? I, I did do that. Um, I would force my parents. Like, there are like five days in a row. And we could see via the timestamp on the VCRs from when I was four. Where I just <laughs> said, all right, I'm going to do a show. And would force my parents, who at the time I was an only child because my sister was born that year. 
Um, they would just watch me do these shows on like the chimney, like balcony uh-huh. thing. Right. And um, they were horrible shows, but my parents, for better or for worse, hyped me up. You guys. Yeah. I mean, they were like, wow. And that's like what you do when you do it real good. I'm like, wow. this is. So let's just say the ego is in place for everything to work out. That's yeah. funny. That's so, great. so eventually you got into broadcast journalism. And you yes, made your way to Cincinnati. The best place ever. I know. What was that transition like? I mean, <laughs> with the first time you moved away from home, what was that like? Where did you go? And You guys, that was pretty bad. Um, it was North Dakota. <laughs> well, that's how you start. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it. Exact- that's, the, that's the stuff we heard in radio, too. You're going to start out in these really small markets, and you're going to move every two, three years. It's and the thing. Work your yeah. way up. And that's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. And um, so I spent two and a half years in Bismarck, North Dakota. Um, <laughs> that sounds fabulous. It was one. That's <laughs> the way learning, to do it. was an interpretation. Experience. <laughs> yes. It was. Yes. It was necessary. But it, it also made my transition to Cincinnati so wonderful because I, you know, had been waiting two and a half years to kind of be in a place that felt more like me. Mm -hmm. And then you come to Cincinnati and immediately, you know, some of the TV people in the market were like, oh, you should come out with us. We should do this. We went down to over the Rhine, everything. And so immediately I felt so welcomed. And then once you start obviously doing these marathon shows, you're like, wow, I'm I'm really connecting with like the audience. You emcee things. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you guys know that makes you feel even more connected to people here. So it was like a no brainer. Yeah. Well, it was a brainer because I did leave, actually. <laughs> well, you, I'm sure it's te- no matter what market you're in, if a bigger market shows an interest in you, it's tempting because the, when you start in these businesses, radio and TV, the ultimate goal in the beginning is like, I'm going to I want to play in the majors. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. I want to I want to make it New <laughs> oh, York. If LA, I can just Chicago. make it to New York, York or L.A., I exactly. can write my ticket. Wow. Yeah. You know? But I remember when you were here because mm-hmm. I think Jeff and Jen were on vacation. You stopped by and saw Tim and I before yes. you left. And I remember you tell you told us on the air, I owe it to myself to give it one year. I remember yeah. you saying that. That like, was smart. Because change is scary. Yeah. And yeah. you said, I, I, I have to do it for a year to say that I did it. And so what was so awful about yeah. Dallas? <laughs> I mean, and Dallas I'm going to tell you it. something very, very I, I bet you don't Let's know this unless Fritch already told you I this. I told her. You told her? Yeah. Because we, we have a about ton it. of We've monitors. We've been talking since she announced that she was coming back. Wait, but what is it? What is Anyways, it? Anyways, go ahead. Well, we have a ton of monitors. We have six in the studio here and then another three Over in there. the studio that we can see through this class. Mm-hmm. And most mornings, that middle screen that is directly across from Jeff, we were watching you in you Dallas. You guys! Yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah. Traffic boo. Oh, that traffic yeah. girl. She's oh, amazing. man. She's a hoot. <laughs> She's electric. She's we like amazing. Her. Oh, yeah. Tashara is amazing. <laughs> I will say, and I was just telling Fritch this too, is that everyone there was very kind, very welcoming, but the culture itself. Dallas is an interesting spot. The it culture really there is, is so different from How Cincinnati. would you describe, get t- three words that describe the culture in Dallas? You know, I would say it's segmented. It's a Sh- little snobby. Showy. A little showy, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and and everyone, it, it's just not as connected to, like, the local community, right? Like, I feel like, you know, there's Fort Worth, there's Dallas. And when you're in these massive markets, I mean, it's the fifth biggest in the country. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're bound to not know people. And then you come to Cincinnati, or I had been here for six and a half years. And it's like, 
a little big town, whatever that phrase yeah. is. That the biggest, small right. city. Biggest, it's the small. smallest, biggest city or something like that. Well, yes. and, and Cincinnati is also made up of the, these really unique neighborhoods that all have their own <gasps> personality and character to them. And it does feel like a really small town, even though... I think it's a pretty breathtaking city. You know, that first time we flew in for our interview and they picked us up at the airport, we came around that cut in the hill and saw the city skyline for the first time. That was, that was like, <laughs> I cool. have chills. Yeah. I have chills. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is even Dallas's skyline is technically more extravagant. There's bigger buildings. There's massive, you know, structures. But there is something about, it doesn't matter if I'm coming in on 74, on 75, 71. It doesn't matter. When you start to see the Cincinnati skyline, you're just like, this is the best skyline in the world. Yeah, this is great. How often were you coming back? Because, I mean, you and I, like, we would talk sporadically, and you were coming back here and there. But how often did you come back to visit in that year? Well, we saw you at Pride. Yeah. 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 You guys, I was here a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Listen, so my girlfriend lived back here, right? Yeah. So it was one of those things where, you know, she'll come visit me. I'll go visit her. How often did you I'll get, get to see each other? Um, every month. Every, so like once a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. not crazy. Once a month it's when you crazy. would come to Cincinnati. I need American Airlines to raise <laughs> or lower the prices. Although I guess not anymore. because yeah, No yeah. more flights. But that's that's got to be hard on a relationship, though, when you only get to see each other once a month. And was there any end game? Like, was there any ultimate plan where one was going to re- rejoin the other or For meet sure. some? Yeah, exactly. So I basically, you know, had this, I guess, meeting with her where we're like, OK, what are we going to do? I'm moving to Dallas we hadn't been dating for a year at that point. So Mm. it was kind of like, are we going to try to see if this works? And basically we said, okay, if we can get through some of this long distance, we're going to see if it works. Then the summer in Texas hit. (laughs) (laughs) And it was 125, right? (laughs) Like for 60 something days in a row. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'm going to more visit Cincinnati. And once the fall hit, it was very clear that like, okay, I'm suffering from probably a mini bout of like depression just because you're isolated. You mm-hmm. can't go out yeah. and do anything in the Texas heat. Right. And so I was like, I I need to go back. I need to go back. Was it hard to make friends in Dallas? <laughs> you know, the other part about a long distance relationship is that someone will say to you, hey, Megan, come out with us. And you'll say, mm, I'd rather FaceTime my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so was it hard? I don't think so, but I made a choice. Right. Yeah, it was your choice. But yeah. it was my choice. Your yeah. schedule and the time change versus her schedule and the mm. time change had to play a big role into that because, you know, you're trying to go to bed at what, 8 p.m. Dallas time oh, yeah. or even 6 p.m. Because when you do the morning news, I mean, you guys are up at like 1 2 a.m. Oh, your I schedule would, is What so time do you set up. your alarm for? I would say 2 o'clock. 2.15. Because wow. you have to be in at what time? I have to be in at 3. Because <sighs> mm-hmm. yeah. now I'm doing the 4.30 show solo. Kelly and Steven are doing the noon. So we kind of trade off in that respect. Okay. Um, and so I'm in like an hour <sighs> hour before that. I love that there's three of you though. Like I Because the chemistry between the three of you, you seem like you're all genuinely friends and you enjoy being around each other. I mean, that's the greatest part about going into a quote unquote new position, right? Yeah. Is that... Right. Every other time that's happened, I'm like, oh, God, I have to meet new people. You know, that's hard for me. Just kidding. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> but but it is so nice. I mean, there's like zero time of like getting to know you, la, 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 mm-hmm. because literally I already know them. Like, Stephen, 
I will never forget. He called me. I was on like a Texas interstate. I'm sorry. I answered my phone while I was driving. But either way. It was Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. it was Bluetooth. <laughs> and I go, hey, Stephen, what's up? And it's like two weeks into my job. And he goes, you know, just wanted to call, check in, make sure everything's going well, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Even Kelly Rippin, you know, I came back in June. She's like, we got to get coffee. We went and got coffee with two of her boys. And I'm just like. This is amazing. And then Randy, of course, I couldn't say this one on air, but I can say it on the radio. She was literally like, you shouldn't go, Megan. Don't go. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, I'm going anyway, Randy. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And now it's like I'm back with the three, the three musketeers. Now the four musketeers. So how did it go when you went to your bosses in Dallas and said, you know, I don't like it here. You know, one thing that the company itself preached hardcore was... um, just making sure that people were full humans. You know, they were great about taking days off. I never got anything turned down. And so when I told them the situation, they were very understanding. And so I think on their end, they were also like, okay, we added a salary onto the morning show. Now we just boot it up. Okay, we Uh, saved money. I'm like, okay, cool. And they didn't, you know, end up rehiring for that position. So. Oh, wow. It and then how did it out really well? How did the call go back here? Because when you left here, didn't they say that we're leaving the door open if you want to come back? They did. They, they I gave mean, you that opportunity. I've always been open with them mm-hmm. about like, hey guys, you know, I'm from Connecticut. I want to get back there because this is my 20 year old dream self talking, right? You wanted to ultimately make it to New York and yeah, eventually network, right? Uh, that would be the goal. I mean, that right? was that was your at that sure. time, and maybe it come. still is now. Your. <laughs> A your measure work. of success. <laughs> a little side eye. She's like, Not so much now. That day, uh, you went to the Today Show and did some social media stuff for them. Which was so fun. Yeah, yeah I really thought, because we t- when we talked to you about that, I think when you came to visit us, you had not been there too long ago. And I remember talking to you like, oh, they are going to hire you one day mm-hmm. because you do all these things on TikTok and yes. you're like your own little influencer, social media star. Which is insane. Like, why does a network news person not want that person? to be a part of their show. So I'm like, one day I know you're going to be on the Today Show. Well, thank you. I don't know if that's going to happen, but the steps to get there are just a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you guys are aware that to, to get onto the Today Show, you kind of have to be this national correspondent and you're flying all around the country, moving to different cities. You're married to the job. Exactly. And I think if there was one thing I learned in 2023, it was as corny as this sounds what really matters. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, we we all you. get to that yes. point. Yeah, to me, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I distinctly remember, you know, when I, in my, in the early part of my career, it was always my goal to make it to New York or Los Angeles. And uh, I did. I, I was lucky enough to work in New York for three years. Awesome. And when that ended, uh, I, if I, for me, it felt like I got it out of my system. I had a great time. Yeah. And it was fantastic. I'm grateful for the experience, but I was probably more excited than ever at that point to have gotten a job offer to work in Tampa where I met Jen because it was the culture down there. It was the people. It was it was the way they were producing this radio station, the vibe, the atmosphere yes. that the radio state, the relationship the radio station had with the community was just that was where I wanted to be, and it's where I spent the next eight years and and developed this 
friendship, this relationship with Jen that we eventually took to Cincinnati, and we've been here for 21. Literally. <laughs> yes. Yes. But those are the things that become important to you at some yeah. point. But you, I'm so glad that you had that experience in Dallas, and you got to say, hey, yeah. you know what? I So no regret. I, I mean, did now it. you've got I no know. regret. You don't have to wonder. That's it exactly it. it. Yep. If I had not taken that position, which I didn't even apply for. I mean, they cold called me with it. It would have been like, oh, a missed opportunity. Right. La, la, yeah. la, la. And now I'm literally like, okay, I, what is that saying? You make your bed, you sleep. And I, yeah. I feel like I really am so grateful that everything ended up working out as well as it did. Because yeah. clarity. I, clarity. You have clarity. Wow, that's the best way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt that in my whole body. Yeah. That's so true. So it doesn't feel good. It oh, really clarity does. is the best. I know. Yeah. Well, I, I was happy for you. Like when you got the job at WFAA, uh, you know, there's a handful of Cincinnati people that work there. So I thought it just in terms of the transition, you would have been welcomed with other people from Cincinnati who had made the transition before. Were. Pete Delkis, I think, is he still there? Pete Delkis. You know, he, he worked at amazing. Channel 9 for years. Mm. Uh, Kara Sewell is down there Kara now. Sewell, also amazing. And Kara Sewell and I, we would have like monthly chats in the newsroom just gossiping for an hour of work's time <laughs> right. about Cincinnati and how wonderful it was. And she was like, you know, to be honest, like... I miss it so much sometimes, but she is from Texas She's a and Texas that works girl. out so well for Kara. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and it was like so nice to have that release like once a month, just having someone who knows the culture Right. And like the vibe of this, and city. she's like, "I heard you're going there. Can you bring me back?" Yeah. Blah blah blah. <laughs> the, the blank. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that you took a break though from your TikTok yeah. as well because you were so regimented in doing things, and you took a big break. What was that about? Well, and that was really just a part of this whole like it's the summer, and I was like not inspired at all. I was missing my girlfriend. I was visiting home, you know, because you can't stay in the Texas heat that long. In in the summer, you want to go back to places where it feels nice outside without feeling sweltering, sweltering like you're going to um, burn. Right. But you had an unusually high TikTok following, like for someone who works in television news. <laughs> it is. How many I, followers you got? 1.9 million. <laughs> I, what, was, there, was there one that went viral? I mean, was there one thing that just like blew up for you and you ended up getting all of these or has it been a slow build? Oh, it was like immediate. And I think it was because everyone during the pandemic was just on their phones. And so I posted one video where you see my, my suit, what I'm wearing, my cool shoes. And then you see the bottom half of my hair, which at the time was shaved. It's an undercut. I was just going to ask you if it's if you have the undercut now. I got rid of it. Oh. You know, oh, I, got it. Out. I got it the first year I lived in Cincinnati as literally just a way to be like, I'm different. And this like makes me feel cool. Yeah, but it was like a fresh fade. Like it was an undercut, it was fresh. but it had some like, <laughs> like definition to it. And it looked like a little piece of artwork and no one would have ever thought you had that. And oh, that's, yeah, why I think it was a, such a big thing. Ev then you turn my head in the TikTok and it reveals my anchor, Bob. Uh, <laughs> right, but that's what's so cool about it, you know, because it just shows, it's sort of like the message you're sending is, you know, hey, I'm more than what you see on television. That was the goal. And I think that's why people find you so likable and accessible is because you're obviously, you're a credible, uh, very good at what you do. Uh, you're a solid journalist, uh, but, but you're also someone who's like really connected to pop culture and, you know, you're putting yourself out there. Yeah. Very relatable. Oh, well, thank you all so much. I, 
Just keep it coming, guys. Thank you. That's how she was telling us about her four-year-old ego. It's back. Yeah, my ego. I mean, you guys are really just cosplaying my parents right now from when I was four. They've lowered lowered the level since then. Um, But I will say, I think for so many people, especially anybody in the LGBTQ community who is watching that TikTok. Yeah. They thought, wow, you know, there are people who I may not even realize are representing me in the news space, in my local community, because, I mean, we hear about, you know, LGBTQ influencers or celebrities, but where do they live? Like New York or L.A.? And so I think that the majority of people were from like the Midwest. There are so many people from Cincinnati who were like, oh, my gosh, this girl's right in my community. Like, that's crazy. My parents watch her and now I'm watching her on TikTok. Yeah. That was that scary for you coming out the first time i mean you're not the first person you know there are yeah, people in the community oh, completely. who are and i out. have to give so much credit to like the robin roberts i mean she's been out for so long so many people especially in the news business but but were you was that scary coming out in cincinnati at the time i would say i had gotten so much practice because i came out when i was a freshman in college right so right. this is like maybe 8 years past that point and it's not big news it's not big news. And everybody who I interact with on a daily basis knows that I have a girlfriend and whatever. And so it felt less scary than, say, if, like, it was crazy news to everyone in my life. Yeah. But um, it more just felt like an extension of how I live. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you feel you couldn't be as who? Did you feel like you couldn't be who you were in mm. Dallas You know, I think... As much as you feel like you can here? Well, I feel like in Cincinnati, like, we were all in it together. I think during the pandemic, we were all kind of experiencing, like, why am I gaining all these followers? This is crazy. (laughs) So I almost felt like we were all kind of in on this, like, experience together. Maybe that's just my uh, perspective. But in Dallas, I don't know if that was alienating because people came in being like, this girl has 2 million followers representing an LGBTQ lifestyle and for some people that is alienating and they don't know me as well as like the people who I you know became close with here in Cincinnati so I don't know if it was scarier but that was just my perception of it yeah mm-hmm. wow mm. well thank you yeah hey thanks Tim yeah gotcha. I got you <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting to have you back it's funny the day that you announced that you were back I believe Jeff was watching the news I was out doing a video somewhere in Florence and he messaged me the story. It was like, look. No, it popped up on, <laughs> on my phone? On, on the Facebook feed. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I screenshotted it and sent it to you and I'm like, yes, I was like what? what? <laughs> happening? Yeah, because we've never met before today. So. No, which is crazy because I hear you guys all the time, but it is so wild to be able to like be back with all of these people who it's just like a ride a bike, right? It literally I mean, even yeah. just like the muscle memory of it, like getting off of different exits on 71 or 75 and just like, it feels like it's all normal, but I'm like, this is weird. Is this weird? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's all happening. That muscle memory yeah. is yeah. all, it's all so did you, coming back. Where did you, when you moved back, did you move back to the same part of town? Did you move in with your girlfriend? Where are you living? So I'm in like the Kenwood area now, but I've always been in that downtown area. So uh-huh. I'm like, in the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Okay, you and I could totally relate to that yeah. because I lived at 12th and Vine for four or okay. five years. And prior to that, we lived on the side of Mount Auburn that slopes in over the Rhine. So oh, that's where our station... Well, yeah, real, yeah, but really, really close. close. I used yeah. to live right off of Sycamore. 
Totally. Yeah. And uh, so now, so when uh, my girlfriend and I got together, I moved in with her. Her house is in Kenwood. And then we got married a year Stop. later. So I love it. There yeah. you go. We're I mean, hey, I'm looking for a house right now. I'm renting. So well, we have a resident realtor on the show. Yes. Hey. Happy to help if you need someone. Will yeah. do. Yeah. You got my number. Appreciate it. Were your parents a little disappointed that you weren't moving back to Connecticut? Like, if you're going to move, can't you move back home? My mom's entire outlook on life of, of her three kids, my brother, my sister, and I, is if they are happy, I am happy, which oh, I'm sure is, is how many parents are, yes. the majority of parents. But they weren't, like, super supportive in the very beginning. Like, that was really hard for them when you first came out, right? Well, when I first came out, I mean, that was tough because I think my mom was, like, she's such an idealist. She has these fantasies. She is over 10,000 pins on her Pinterest of wedding dresses. Like, wow. <laughs> I'm down. And so she even said, and we laugh about this today. She's open about me talking it. She was like, Megan, I can't watch Say Yes to the Dress anymore. I get too sad. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> like, yeah. And now it's like, there is no one. She, she. I mean, sorry, Tim. She is my realtor. She's not a realtor. But she is literally sending me Zillow links every day being like, <laughs> yeah. For you in Atlanta, for you in Atlanta. I'm like, mom, Aww, we need to come awesome. down. She's the most supportive person. And it just takes that shift in mindset for yeah. her. And then I think for my dad, it was like, what will other people think? Right. Yeah. Right. And were they worried about it hindering you though, or affecting your career? Completely. And At that time, I mean, marriage equality wasn't even passed or, or, you know, the different things that we had gotten to as a society at that point. So for them, it was like, you just have to not tell anyone publicly like, okay, we'll be fine with it. I mean, there were kind of steps at first. It was like, we're not okay with it. Then it was like, okay, we're okay with it, but only tell Do your, your friends. Do your thing, just don't tell anybody. Literally, <laughs> that was exactly it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so finally today, I mean, they were also on this journey of TikTok and, and all of the virality from that. And now they're like, oh my gosh, this is helping? What? Yeah, I mean, they gotta be super proud of you. Like, oh my yeah. goodness, like, look at you. That is the hope. That is the goal. You know, like you worry about your kid, but then to see her flourish in the mm -hmm. way that you have, has just got to be. And I think even coming back to Cincinnati, I was almost like, what are, you know, my parents who have been supporting me for so long going to think of me almost backtracking. And they were the first people they were like, Meg, you got to do it. Like, this is where you're supposed to be. My mom was like, I don't want, like, there was even a job in Connecticut and she was like, Meg, it's boring here. You got to go back to Cincinnati. Well, yeah, and, and you go closer. where you're treated best, you know, go Completely. where you feel like you're home and people yeah. love you. Completely, and Plus, like, Jeff. as a parent, I would be able to recognize that you have been your happiest in this location. Yes. And I would be as a parent, like if the, if you were my daughter, I yep. would be rooting for you to be like, but you were so happy there. Go back, you Completely. know, make it happen. That's exactly where their mindset is at. So my mom is like, okay, the girls trip, her, her best friend and her sister, like they are all very much mom moms. They are mm -hmm. not like eating an almond today. They are literally like, <laughs> we got to go to Soto and then we're going to go to Pep. And then we're going to, I'm like, okay, we need to just take a chill pill. I haven't even been here for a month yet, but cool. Still trying to get settled in. That's, That's great. great. Well, we're glad you're back. Thanks, Welcome yes. back, Megan Mitchell. It was yes. fun catching up. Yes, this for was sure. amazing. <laughs> we'll continue to uh, check in on Channel 5. It's you, Kelly Rippin. Stephen Albritton.
Yes. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Randy Rico. Randy Rico. Band. How can we forget? Yeah. What a yeah. party. Yeah. Bands can get the band party. back together, and man. And just so you know, we haven't watched Dallas since you left. That's no. true. No. <laughs> I think that's okay. Uh, that's we're streaming in Minneapolis right now. <laughs> there you go. They started these uh, Frontier flights, and now we're checking out the weather in Minneapolis just to see how things go. I like it. I like it. That's right. All right. And if people want to find you on TikTok, right, so, I mean, are you back posting stuff on TikTok? Oh, well, yes. Okay. I'm going to be filming today, so I have a, a unique fashion video coming out. Oh. Okay. Wow. There's well, a little we'll teaser for you. <laughs> All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. Best of luck to you. Welcome home. Thanks, yeah, Jeff, Jen, home. Tim, Fritch. Good to have you. <laughs> I know. She wasn't back here five minutes, and she's been on like every radio station no. in town promoting <laughs> Did they tell you, Channel 5, you need to get out there and promote yourself? Yes. Let them know that you're back. Well, it was actually that I'm just friends with a lot of people now, so it's, like, easy for everyone to be like, like, hey, 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 you got to come on the show. Right? That's great. That's funny. Thanks, All right. Guys. Good to have you. It's 7.50 with Jeff and Jan. Weather-wise, we are dealing with some steady rain this morning. That rain is going to continue this afternoon. A little more scattered, though. Daytime high today around 53 and even warmer tomorrow. But for now, it's 48 at Q102. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.